0: Welcome to another edition of The Word with Jeff and Robin Pruitt. We're so glad you've joined us today. You know, this thing is getting funner and funner, if I can say it that way.
1: Is that, it? Yeah. It, you can say it however you want to say
0: it. It's getting funner and funner. <laughs> I think the th- truth of the matter is I'm seeing people take notice of what's happening and get involved in the in the podcast. It's totally new for us to do it this way, and, yeah. and I think a lot of people are enjoying it.
1: I think, yeah, sometimes you can be so formatted and so much of, you know, we watch the clock and we just, you know, we're just trying to, you know... Um, Get with our mess, you know, with our notes and stuff like that, so we stay on point because we can, we both can rabbit trail quickly. Sure. And, but I'm, I'm loving that it's not structured and that we're just, you know, it's just like we're sitting down with you, uh, get a cup of coffee or, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, we're in pumpkin season coming up oh, here. Yeah. And, um, you know, get your pumpkin spice latte or whatever and just sit and let's just dive into the Word of God.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent. Now today's going to be kind of fun because we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I'm a little nervous on this. Well, I, we want to, what I want to do is I want to talk about faith. Yeah. But I thought it would be kind of to start this off. This might be this might be a two week like two part or two week series. But um, I thought it would be kind of fun telling stories about our our faith journey and how we had to operate by faith and, and not by sight as the standard of the Word of God says to do. And this goes back, you know, obviously many many years. But how was it? I mean. I, First of all, maybe tell the people how you came back to the Lord and and um, and then living with your husband <laughs> during that season.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I had I had accepted, you know, Jesus into my heart as a very young girl. I mean, I've been going to church my whole entire life. But, you know, just because, you know, you go to church doesn't always mean that your relationship is, you know, where it needs to sure, be. Sure, yeah. And, you know, not, uh, you know, not being a, you know, uh, you know, bad girl or whatever, but also knowing that you can, you know, just doing the routine of living, um, you know, a a godly life and not having that relationship. So it wasn't until, you know, um, just as we got married, of just a just a rededication, and you know, of, of just a of God, you know, you got to have me twenty four seven. I've got to have you twenty four seven. It's it's got to be this relationship, and um, so it was a real, you know, um, you know, an, an exciting time of just rediscovering, you know, uh, that relationship. We got
0: married in nineteen eighty six, so I'd say probably around eighty seven is when you started. I guess the Lord started dealing with your heart to come back to Him in that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of just, like I said, you know, it, it just, you know, it, it, that's, I think that's why we really wanted to do this right now to just encourage people of just diving in deeper and taking this, taking every opportunity that you can, you know, you can read the word and I was reading my word, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that was like, it was more of a duty. It was more like, you got to read your word, you know, and if I did that on those occasions, you know, it was like, you know, the Hail Mary of throwing in a day of trying to get some word in and just reading it as this is what I'm supposed to do, but not reading it to bring life into my situation. Well,
0: let's talk a little bit about your, real quick about your background. Listen, you're really I think a big piece out that you have, have different backgrounds, more evangelical and not Pentecostal. Yes. And I think when you came back to the Lord, it was, it, it was, it was definitely more that charismatic Pentecostal, uh, word of faith, I guess we could say it that way. Um, type of training that you yeah. started having, but now people have heard my stories. Tell, I've told my stories a thousand times, every which way. But um, and and I wasn't saved at the time. I, was, I wasn't serving God. Tell the people a little bit about. I'm not saying anything to say talk about me, but how was it being married to a husband that wasn't saved, and what did you do about it?
1: Well, you know, the Word of God is, you know, it it says do not be unequally yoked. And it's for a reason because it was a very difficult season, even though we, you know, we were newlyweds and, you know, we were just enjoying life and everything. But when that rededication of my life came back and then it was like, we weren't, we were so unequally yoked that way that there was always a struggle. So, you know, I, we would do things like, um, you know, it be the weekend. We'd work all week long. And, and you would say to me on a Saturday, you'd say, Hey, listen, tomorrow on Sunday, um, I'm going to take you and we're going to go, you know, we're just going to spend the day and just do all these great things. You would always do that to me on a Saturday. And, and I would be like, well, why don't we do it today? Or why don't we do it at noon? You know, church is out by noon. I, you know, we can do this afternoon and you'd be like very you know no. no it has to be we've right. got to start our day sunday morning otherwise we're not doing it at all so um so you would have all these great things and i would say no i i'm going to go to church today and if you want to come you know it was
0: total conviction i didn't want you going cuz i didn't want you strong cuz every time you come back from church it would be like uh it was a spiritual battle yeah i i would just like be on pins and needles i couldn't take it because I mean, obviously, God was dealing with me as well, but but you'd already been serving Him, and and the power of God was with you. And every time you come back from my service, you you know you'd be hyped up, and I think you were kind of not trying to rub it in my face, but at the same point, you couldn't you can't deny it. Yeah. you know, it's it's all over you, and uh, that would make me so irritated and so mad because I wanted my sin, I wanted my wife back. <laughs> you know,
1: right? And and so it, all these things would happen, and I would like. I would cry all the way to church and, you know, just so frustrated. And I would cry on the way back because I knew you'd be mad when I got home and you would be, you know, we're not going to do nothing today because you went to church. But there was a thing that I just knew that I had to do. I could not compromise. I didn't want to compromise my walk and, and I don't think I was, I was never, I, th- I never threw it in your face to, you know, come to church with me. I never threw it like, you're going to go to hell. I would say that all the way as I was driving to church in my <laughs> tears, you know, but um, I would never say that because I thought I'm just going to do God what I know I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to allow you Holy Spirit to work on him. Right. And, you know, there was those seasons that, you know, that season of time that, um, and, and I want to encourage you, and I'm going to keep encouraging those of you with unsaved loved ones, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your children, um, you know, uh, parents, w- you know, whatever it might be. I want to encourage you right now that number one, don't compromise. You know, you don't have to be mean. You don't have to be evil. You don't have to be prideful. You know, you just need to do what you should do and allow the holy spirit to do what only he can do with them but don't give up and you know um yeah i've seen so many you know spouses so many wives that i've talked to for years of just going you know i just stood for my husband to get saved and i believe for him to get born again and then as soon as he does cuz god will do a miracle as soon right. as he does then they're like I don't need church anymore. And right. you know, God saved him and stuff. And now you pull your husband back out of church. Right. There has to be a consistency from start to finish mm-hmm. that you are going to do as, as God's doing this. It got, let me just say, it got worse before it got better. Right. It, as I was believing God for, for you to get born again and change some lifestyle things, um, it got worse. I just prayed. Oh, honey, I just prayed for somebody on Sunday—a woman who had come up and and uh, we had talked before, and, and we could talk about this now too. Of you know, of you going through a season where you know you were just going to go out and party with your with your friends and drink and all these kind of things, mm-hmm. and we began to pray that um, you know that you would hate to drink. In fact, we prayed that every time you took a drink of alcohol, that it would taste like sweaty socks, whatever that taste is, but it would taste nasty, like nasty sweaty socks, and it would make you physically ill, and you would just be miserable. But I had a woman come up to me Sunday, and she said that her son is in that place right now. And she goes, but when I heard you know, the, the testimony of how you prayed over pastor and how it happened and we'll tell that story in a second but how it happened she goes that's what i'm standing and believing for my son and that's why we want to tell these stories not just because we want to tell stories but i know it brings hope to people so we started praying over you
0: who's we by the way
1: your mother and i
0: so you got to get a person of faith that has a personal connection somewhat of a personal connection um to agree with you
1: It says if if two or more you know god's god's your two If it's just you and God, do it. Yeah. But you know, it it always is helpful, and that's why I love community of church because you can get together with other believers that can stand with you and fight with you over this. So we started praying over your salvation, but we started praying that you would be miserable going out to drink with your buddies. Right. And one night um, or one morning, I woke up. And you had gone out the night before with your friends drinking and, um,
0: I had a buddy you. come in town who was from the, uh, he was in the army yeah. and he come in town. He just had this uh, like a 24 hour type thing. And, and, uh, so they wanted to go out drinking. I said, yeah, we'll go out drinking and stuff like that. Oh,
1: you're talking about that story. Oh, I don't, story, I, don't have
0: no story. I don't know where you're this going. There's a our, lot of stories, folks. This lots. is in <laughs> our first home.
1: This is, well, okay. This is when I had more grace. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, I heard you come in and I could tell right off the bat that it was not a good situation. But here's the cool thing is because of, you know, I had been praying for you and God, you've got to deal with them. I can't do, you know, I can only do what I can do. God, just, you just, I I have to rest in you. I have to have peace of mind in you and God, you're going to do what you need to do with him. And so I heard you come in and I just, um, I I looked at you and I just said, you're not sleeping in here. You're sleeping in the spare room. Mm -hmm. And. I thought, I'm going to have a good night's rest. I got to go to work tomorrow. Right. I get up the next morning to go to work and I go into the bathroom to get ready. And you had thrown up in the bathroom sink, not the toilet. You had thrown up in the bathroom ah. sink. So I grab my stuff and I'm like, I'll go into the kitchen sink, to which you had thrown up in the kitchen sink.
0: At least I was making the sinks mm-hmm. and not in not the floor.
1: <laughs> then I walked into your room, the, the spare room, To I was going to check on you. And I had a wicker basket in there. And you, girls, you know, the kind of wicker baskets that have like the big, big rings. So, I mean, you just kind of just threw big pieces of paper in there. <laughs> he had thrown up in that. And I just, I, I just remember just going. It's funny,
0: but it wasn't funny.
1: <laughs> no. And, and I remember just saying to you, I said, you've got a lot to clean up and I'm off to work. And there was such a piece of God on me, of you coming in that night, you going out the next day. I was actually when I looked at the puke, even though it was disgusting, I looked at it and I said, "God, he's miserable. He is just everything is just going to taste nasty to him, and he's just going to make him physically sick, where he will not want to go drink anymore." And so I was able to leave knowing that that you know God was already dealing with you yeah and when you've got that peace of mind, even though it can be frustrating, even though I mean listen, nobody wants to wake up to that. nobody wants to have to deal with those kind of things. but when you are so when your faith, and that's what we want to talk about. When your faith is in an Almighty God, what well,
0: is faith? It's an assurance. It's a confident, earnest expectation. You just yeah. know that you know as you know that even though the circumstances look so bleak, right? You know that your God's going to come through for you, and that's exactly. where your heart was. And by the way, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, no. I didn't know where you were going to go with all these different stories. But the one that's significant to me is, and I knew something was up, and I knew you had been praying because I, I, I'd grown up. I'd grown up in in the church i'd grown up in the house of god i'd grown up around supernatural things my parents served the lord and so and i served god at at one time in my life before that so i i knew i knew the lord's ways and so i knew when i knew when there was something happening in the realm of the spirit so anyways we went out we went to have our one of our favorite places to eat um in rockford called pisano's on north main and we went to eat there we had our whatever traditional i think oh yeah we're having pasta in those days we were eating the pasta not the pizza as much in those days and um and i'd always order a beer with my meal it was maybe pizza pasta i don't remember what it was but it was good great place to eat it's no longer there but but anyways a little shout out to Pizzanos. but um but you know um I ordered my, whatever it was, a brow or Miller Lite. I don't remember what it was, but I ordered something and it just was the most rancid taste. And the only thing I could describe it as was if I was to ever taste sweaty socks, that's what it tastes like. It was just the, and so I, I called the waitress over and said, hey, um this beer doesn't taste real good. Could I get another? She said, sure. So I got some of the different brand. And we're talking and smiling, laughing, whatever, just having a great Friday night, great Friday night meal together. And I drank this other brand of beer and it tastes identical to the last one. It was like the worst foul, gone bad, wrong, sweaty something bad um taste I'd ever tasted in my mouth. It was like it was disgusting. And I looked at her, I said, Man, these beers just taste bad tonight. And she put a smirk on her I face. Was like this. Yeah, and I was <laughs> i was i was like oh my god they're praying i knew that i knew that. I knew they were praying i didn't pray a mother and now my wife being a pentecostal prayer warrior um and i was i didn't say nothing but i was so upset i think i even tried to drink the rest of that beer just to be obstinate um but i couldn't do it but uh that's what the story i thought you were gonna refer to but yeah that's exactly what happened but faith did that yes. you were believing for your husband and god was beginning to do supernatural things right you know
1: and, and all my whining all my complaining, all my arguing, fighting, all those kind of things, you know, that's that's trying to work it up in the natural. That's yeah. trying to, for me to manipulate the situation. And I knew in those times, I mean, you know, I, I, I wasn't gonna go along with everything that you were gonna do because I couldn't. But I also could just trust God. I mean, if I can trust God for my salvation, if I can say, Lord, I know that you're a healing God. Lord, I know that you can do these things. Then I also have to put my faith in the fact that, God, you are going to deal with my husband and only the way that you can. And miracle after miracle was taking place. But like I said, it got worse before it got better. And those are the moments of that you look and you just go, it's not working. It's never going to happen, but those are the moments that you've got to hang on, that you've got to right. really lean into the presence of God, that you've got to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, and 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 listen to Him, because there's going to be times that He's going to say, "I want you to do this," or "I want you to say this," or "I want you to be quiet," "I want you to be loving," "I want you to be kind." um, in these situations, because let me do what I need to do. And when you see that it gets worse, it's only because there is a work that's being, you know, that's being done on the inside. That's why it got worse because it's, it's that struggle. I think that's that's the
0: thing. That's probably a great point right there. That when you start to issue faith, walk by faith, it's very highly probable that whatever you're believing for is going to get a little worse before it gets better. And I think that's probably where where the enemy takes advantage of it and gets us to back off of what we feel God has promised us. And so you didn't back off, and I'm thankful to God that you didn't back off, but we have so many stories that we can tell, the ones that, that, that are, are small and great. But one of the things that stands out to me that uh, was such a huge um, indelible imprint for me and my coming back to the Lord, um, was you were at the time learning a bunch of things about faith and about, um, how to call those things that be not as though they were, how to speak by faith, um, how to, um, have the language of faith, which means we're talking about what we're, our expectation is rather than what the circumstances is, are. And, um, and so, at the time, in those days, I had kind of cleaned up my act. I was—I I quit smoking cigarettes and and other things I shouldn't have been smoking. And, and then also, um, drinking was sort of. Um, in and out for me but my passion was bodybuilding health and bodybuilding so and i wanted to be a gym owner and so i i wanted to look a certain way so that i could not only do some competitions those competitions were actually a means to to an end because i wanted to own my own gym and and that kind of thing so i could have those things accolades but um uh, and i was just a kid just a young man but i had a passion, a vision for it and i was going for it with all that i had so that was my that was my 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 number one thing And, um, of course, you you know, you were believing for your husband to get saved and stuff. And so, and our marriage was pretty good. We had a pretty good, strong marriage. It's just that, um, you know, something had to give and it was going to have to be me. Um, but anyways, my friend was in a bodybuilding, he was in a competition and actually he was my, he was my partner in the gym. And so, um, he was going for Mr. Midwest. He had a great chance, great shot at it, and so he was going to be um, competing at the Palmer House in Chicago, Illinois, and so um, we were going to drive there and be a part of that event, support him and everything, and so we we drive there, and uh, the car started really spitting and sputtering and having some problems, and I knew the car was overheating, and so we ended up having to park the car in the Palmer House on the edge of the... um, I guess the, the, the entry point of going into the actual, um, what would you call it? The parking garage. garage. And, and so the guy said, he had to park it over here until it cools down. So we did. So in my mind, I'm the whole time I'm there trying to enjoy the show. I can't because I'm trying to think of how in the world we're going to get out of Chicago if I can't fix my car. And so we ended up leaving around intermission. I saw him, we saw him rooted him on and then we left at intermission, even though we paid a lot of money for those tickets because we had to get home. Those days we didn't have a cell phone. We didn't have any credit cards. And so I'm thinking, what are we going to do? So we get there and and we, we were able to start the car. The guy said, need you to pull it out immediately because he was tired of holding it there. So we ended up pulling, we, we, we were right now on the street in front of the Palmer house and then tell them, they've heard me say the story, but what happened and and why did you decide to go the route that you did?
1: Well, so yeah, so here we are and it's, it's you know, it's cold out and there was we parked right next to this um garbage pail. There was a homeless man that was digging through the garbage right by my window. And you know, the car's not it, it won't start now. Uh you looked into the radiator, it goes you can look all the way to the bottom, nothing is in there. It had an electric fan. It was cooling, broke. cooling fan. That was that's broke. probably
0: why it overheated in the first place. Yeah, yeah. so
1: that the um The belt on that was broke. So I started saying to you, you know, because now we're in a situation. There's nothing to do. There's nobody we can call. There's nothing that we can, you know, pay for. We didn't have money on us kind of a thing. Right. And so, you know, uh, we're going to have to trust God. And I said, honey, what we're going to do is I said, we're going to pray and we're going to believe God that we're going to get this car back home. And you just kept, I mean, you were so angry. You're like, that's not going to work. And you don't know what you're talking about. And so you kept (laughs) going through everything that was wrong with the car. And there's no way that we could start it, but it's not going to move. In the
0: natural, there was no way. Yeah.
1: Nothing. I mean, we couldn't even, we didn't have fluid to put in it, nothing. And so I said, no, you know what? We're going to pray. And you reluctantly let me pray. I mean, Mm -hmm. you were like, nope, I'm not praying, but I'm going to let you go ahead and pray. And you sat there Mm -hmm. and I just prayed. And there was such a great faith on the inside of me at that that moment of, God, you're going to do a miracle with this card. Not only just because we have got to get home. We're an hour and a half away from our home, but God, you're going to do something for my husband. And so we prayed and I said, now, here's what we're going to do. I said, every stoplight, we're downtown Chicago, every stoplight that we pass, that we're driving through, we're going to thank the Lord. We're going to say, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, praise the Lord, whatever. And I said, and you have to do it too. We both are going to do this.
0: And we lived, those that don't know, in Rockford, Illinois. So it's about an hour and 35 yeah, yeah. minutes or so to get from one side to the other of town. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Because we were on the opposite side of of you know, right. uh, We're on the Northwest side. Yeah. So, um, so you're like you, I think you got to the point where you're just like, fine, I will do it because I'm going to prove to you that this car is not even going to get down the block. There was a weird thing in me
0: that see, I knew the supernatural word. Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't think it could work. I was denying it. Well, I halfway didn't think it could work. I'll be honest with you. But I had seen God do so many miracles before. I'm thinking, it'd just be like God to do it. But I didn't want to owe God. When you know, when you're not serving God, you know, and but you've known Him at one time, you're backslidden, You don't want to owe Him. It's like then yeah. I'll have to owe God. You know, I don't want to do that. And so, but I'm thinking I got to get out of here too. So I guess there was a smidgen of just enough faith that said. Not faith, but just trust. I guess in you that okay. Well, what else? We got nothing to lose here.
1: Yeah, there was no no other option. Let's
0: see how far we can get. You know.
1: So you turned on the car. You put it was a little stick shift. It was was my car and little stick stick shift. And so we started it up and we go past a first light Uh and I said, "All right, we have to say thank you, Jesus." And so you were like. Thank you, Jesus. You know, kind of a thing. Right. And I was like, "Thank you, Jesus." We passed, you know, another block. Drove through that. I'm like, "Say, say, you know, hallelujah." Yeah. So we had to say it.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Now we're getting through from downtown. Yeah. To just getting kind of outside. And now I'm getting, of sort, of, I'm getting
0: sort of amazed by this point. Yeah. And you go, "All right, say praise God." I said, "Praise God." I mean, yeah. I I started kind of because, getting into it.
1: Yeah, because then I said every you know you the overhangs the signs and stuff yeah, like that over that. the yeah. highway that we go under, we're going to, we're going to continue to do this. We're going to do this until we get to our so house. So we
0: praise him while we're on our way to the miracle. The miracle was to get from point A to point B. It was an impossibility, yeah. but we were praising, we confessed it. We said, this is what we're going to, well, you did. I barely believed that she t- t- fully believed it. So we're operating in her faith. And then, um, and in my agreement, cause I did, I did do <laughs> it manually, but I did it. And then, um, and then we started praising him that he had done it and that he's going to do it. Now, I didn't think, and I don't know if how you thought about it, but I never thought it was like a systematic thing that we were doing. It was just, well, that's what we should do. We should thank you that we got to the next stoplight, next corner. So by the time we're now moving out of Chicago, I'm sort of in the place of amazement. I'm like, what in the world? This is not possible. If there's no liquid inside of your radiator and your fan's not even blowing on your engine to keep it cool, you're, there's no way this this should be working, right? And so then... I remember he's being so amazed. Now we're laughing, we're cutting up. I said, "Look at this!" I said, "Let's try some." And I downshifted that sucker, put it in third because I only had four gears. Downshift, and I and I, I I trumped that 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 uh, accelerated and hit fourth gear. And I mean, wow! I'm telling you, that car never. Ran as good as it did that night. Never yeah. it ran. I told. I told. It's like a nine eleven Porsche. I'd never yeah. been in a Porsche, but I was like, this feels like a race car. It just was. We were laughing, and 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 I was. It was undeniable for me. Just right. undeniable to me. That's
1: we right. were in the middle of a miracle. Exactly. So we get all the way home, and we park, um at just the the front of the driveway, and it's wintertime. Yeah, and wintertime. And I said, oh. Why don't you, I, I went into the house and I said, oh, why don't you, if you pull it up towards the garage, you know, cause it's, I don't know. How many- it's been
0: a long, like, uh, 35, 40 foot driveway. Yeah. yeah. I said,
1: if you pull it up to the garage, that way we can clear out the driveway and all that kind right. of stuff tomorrow. And you got in the car, you started it up. You just went those, you know, the 30 feet and the car. And here's the amazing part of the story. The car, once you get to the end, overheats. I mean, steam. It was all unreal. This kind of stuff I when jumped out.
0: in there. I, I just okay, and she went in the house, and I drove the car that thirty whatever feet it was to get to the front from the garage. When I did, the car literally went. Psh! It literally um, overheated. overheated. But the thing is, was she always? She says, well, "Honey, she always reminds me." She says, "That's not possible for it to overheat because there was nothing in there. What? What made the? What made the? Um, the, steam. The, the steam in the first place? There was nothing in there. I said, "Oh my gosh." I said, well, all I know is when you were in there, it worked perfectly. When I was in there, the heathen <laughs> overheated 30 feet. It that's didn't right. make 30 feet.
1: You didn't have faith at that moment.
0: Yeah. Faith would come. I mean, you talk up, about an absolute working miracle of God, but that's what faith will do. We thought these stories, I, we'd go further if you want to, but well, these stories would encourage you because we know, I know when I hear stories like this, they yeah. encourage me. They really it, get me going.
1: Exactly. I, I want to tell another story because I just thought of it just as we were sitting down. And, and I know I told this story before too, but this one is, it's, um, it's so important to me, this story, because it's, it's one that I'm going to tell you how I messed up. So then you'll know how not to mess up. And it was, um, at the time I had two, you know, we had two small children at home. Mm -hmm. You were going, you know, to, um, to the office at church every day. And I, you know, and I'm at home and every time that we had ever gotten a second car, um, there was always some, you know, building project that was taking place. So you're like, Mm -hmm. honey, we're going to sell the, we're going to sell your car and seed that money in or, or we would, you know, we'd come back and, you know, the Lord would put on our heart to give the car away to somebody. So I would, you know, we always had a second car, but it was always very short lived kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, well, and, the car, second cars weren't much. The first cars weren't much back in those days. Yeah, exactly. And the second one. <laughs> second one, I was like, yeah.
1: Um, but uh, I had been believing for a car because, mamas, as you know, with you got those two kids at home all day long, um, <clears throat> it would be nice to have a car where you could actually go somewhere with them, feel like you could get out of the house right. and. You know, it was just that mom the emotional thing I was going through at the time. But I started I thought I thought, you know what? I'm going to trust God for a car. And, you know, second car for me and the kids and, you know, so I put it out there. Lord, I I believe you for a car. And I, I believe that God some way you're going to bring in a car into my life. And Lord, I just thank you ahead of time. I had my confession going, I had my prayer going. I really had faith to believe that somehow I was going to get this car. Well, you know, days and weeks and months go by and nothing is happening. And I'm, <laughs> you know, and I'm at home and I'm like, God, this, all right, I, Lord, I trust you. My faith is up there. I'm trusting, and believing. And one day though, uh, you were heading off to the office. You're all happy. You know, you go off to the office, you're probably going to go out for lunch that day with the, you know, with staff or whatever. And, and I just remember you were just, you were in such a good mood that morning heading off to work and I lost it. I stood there at the door and I just started crying. I'm like, I'm, I was so angry at you. You had nothing to do with that. But I was so angry. I'm like, you get to go off to work and you get to go see, you know, people that are- See
0: what I have to deal with.
1: (laughs) People that are taller than two feet and have conversations with real people and- you know all this, stuff. and I'm. I thought that I'm, was a dig
0: on me, taller than two feet. Okay,
1: <laughs> and and I was like, you get to have this life, and and I just want a car, and I've been trusting God and believing God, and it's never gonna happen, and I lost it. And you were, I remember you were just like, okay, yeah, bye, I'm I'll gone, kind down. of thing. And Relax. I just watched him leave, and I was, <laughs> you know, it was just one of those moments that was just like gone. I trusted you, you didn't come through, I believed you, I've seated in, I've, you know, I, I feel like I've done everything I was supposed to do, standing in faith, and God, it's not working. And what happened was, probably about three hours later, um, your, you and your dad pull, you know, pull into the driveway, <clears throat> and your dad was in this little red station wagon. And you both pulled up and came inside, and your dad said, Robin, yesterday somebody had come to the church, and you know, uh, I didn't, I don't remember who it was. Uh, this person had come into the church, and they had this little red station wagon, and they had the keys. And they said, I want this to go to somebody. And I don't know who, but I'm going to trust you that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you as to who's supposed to get this car. And here's the title, here's the keys. And he said, your dad said, and instantly the Lord spoke to me that it's to go to Robin. Now they hand me the keys and now I'm just, you know, I'm like, Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, kind of a thing. I mean, and I just probably stopped crying like 10 minutes before you guys had pulled into the driveway. But I'm telling you this because <laughs> while I was still in faith, while I was still trusting God, was God was doing this thing behind the scenes. I had no clue. Mm-hmm. And I had got to the place where I gave up. It had been so long of believing God and trusting Him and working my faith. And the thing was that this car was sitting at the parking lot, and we only lived, what, just two miles from the church, mile and a half, yeah. half from the church. My car was <clears throat> sitting right there. And your dad even said, he goes, I was going to bring it over last night, but we had to do some stuff so I couldn't bring it over. So I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get it over to you today. My miracle, my blessing, that thing I had faith for, the thing I was confessing over was already mine. Mm-hmm. It was already a done deal. It was sitting there with the title deed and the keys, my name on it, but I gave up too soon and i would love to be able to have the testimony to say to you today i walked in faith every morning i got up i trusted god and all of a sudden this car comes into my you, you know did. driveway
0: you, you did for a long for time a long
1: time but we can't give you can't give up because
0: god the, the, what god showed you was he you already had you already had it already god had already it. gave it to you but the thing is was he, he i think the lord chuckled a little bit at our your immaturity right. to just say you forgot about me and yet the yeah. whole time is going i'm gonna have I, i'm actually delivering it to you today right. you know uh, by the way that car was given by frank sufer by a man named frank sufer That's remember right. frank right. and judy owned that that car it was great shape it
1: was the cutest, cutest little red, red station wagon. Uh, your dad a, he, almost
0: a k car looking type thing yeah
1: your dad goes here's the keys why don't you just take it for a little spin and jeff and i'll you know we'll we'll stay here and watch the kids for you and i remember i only got around um the block and I pulled it over and I just began to cry and just thank the Lord and I said, God, I am so sorry, you know, with my my you little remember, faith, that that short span of faith that I have. You know
0: remember they call Frank Frank Sufer, we used to call him Baldy locks.
1: That's so bad. <laughs> He was bald. I called him Old, an older guy.
0: <laughs> and uh, we, kept, we, we started calling him Baldilocks because when we, we, were, we were in Beloit and then the whole like, like the eldership team and all that, he was a part of that. Uh, we're going to go to Milwaukee, big Milwaukee, big city of Milwaukee to celebrate something. And maybe it was Chris. I don't remember what it was. We ended up going to Ed DeBevick's. How many remember Ed DeBevick's ah. downtown in Milwaukee? And this is this was in the 90s somewhere, in mid-90s. And, uh, of course, at Ed DeBevick's, they would always tease you. right? And they would call you different names and stuff like that. And when they saw him, he walked in. They said, hey, the guy goes, what do you know, Baldi Locks? And I mean, I lost <laughs> I lost it. I've never heard him call poor
1: Frank. That's Bally all you called locks. him after that. It's an oxymoron. It's
0: perfect. Anyways, so poor Frank, I called him. I call him Bally locks after that. He was a kidder. He was a, yeah, kind of a kid with him a lot. He's with the Lord now. He's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But but I just you know this the the, the I, I wanted to just bring that little story and and um, because I just want to encourage you don't give up.
0: You yes. don't
1: know what is just a mile from you. You don't know what is just moments away from you. You don't know what God has got planned for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wish, you know, that, you know, we, we can ask the Lord about it when we get to eternity with him of, you know, Lord, why didn't you tell me on this day, this car is going to come. So don't lose it. Just keep standing in faith because on this day, at this moment, your car is going to come. It doesn't happen that way. But I want to encourage you, some of you, it might have been, you know, it might be years for you, but don't give up. Get your vision back out there again. Get your declaration going again. Start believing God again. Man. You know, I might have waned in my Man. faith a little bit, but Lord, I'm going to trust <clears throat> in you and I'm going to just rely on you and I'm just going to believe you again. I'm going to start fresh again because Lord, I know you are faithful to your word Man. and what you said, Father God, you are faithful to deliver. Your ear is not plugged up. You know, your arm's not too short. You hear our cry. You know our desires. You know our needs. You know our wants. And God, you you know, I, I'm just going to trust you on your timing. But don't give up. Don't lose heart. Whether it's for a saved loved one, whether it's for a financial need, whether it's for a job, whether it's for, you know, um, a marriage, right. a business, <clears throat> whatever it is, your right. children, don't lose heart. Don't give up because your miracle, your breakthrough is closer than you know. Amen.
0: Amen. What are you doing?
1: I'm just I, I just you got stopped. I just got so excited and I, I could have just kept going, but then I was like, I, I want to include you.
0: <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You're on a roll. Was uh, it good?
1: I'm oh, I, listen. Probably because I'm one of those people that I can get so excited and I can. You know, I love to encourage and I love to remind people, but I think I get excited when I talk about this because it reminds me, because I am not there, guys. I have not arrived at faith, you know, perfection. I have not arrived at my declaration being what it needs to be. So it's a reminder for myself, and we're all in this together, and that's why it's good to be around people that can help to encourage you, also, and that's why it's important. Amen. Don't when when these podcasts come out, don't just go, "Oh, I'm kind of busy," or you know, "I've heard that before," or "I've seen them," or whatever. Do whatever you can to Amen. press into God, to lean into God, that can reignite that. Faith, you know, reignite that fire and get you excited again. And I think that's what we've been missing this past, probably this past year or year and a half, you know, is that we've just kind of have have lost passion and excitement. And I think everything has just become so much of a struggle and so much of a fight lately that we're tired. And I just want to remind you, get excited again. Stir we up to, on the inside again. Yes, we
0: want to encourage you guys because the the bottom line is is that we are Pastor Robins exactly right. We're living in a time where you know there's a lot of um, there's a lot of discouragement because of, of what's happening in the world. You, you almost to where you can't even keep up with it. You know, um, one thing after the other. You go from one crisis to the next, and you look back and go, "Oh yeah, whatever happened to such and such." Everybody was hashtagging it just five days ago, and now we're on to something else. I think that that's our reason why we want to bring this you know, simple message of faith to you, that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. God's given you a dream. God's given you a desire. He's given you a destiny, and everything operates by faith. It, it doesn't matter how tough it is, what the circumstances are, what the color of our skin happens to be, what nation we happen to live in. Um, it doesn't matter what your how much money you have in the bank account. Everything is <clears throat> possible. Mm-hmm. Bible says to him who believes. Mm-hmm. And so we want to just say that to you today. Um, you know, that the Holy Spirit is there with you and he's your too two or more gather together in His name to touch and agree on anything. It shall be done, the Bible says, of, of the Father. But also, we're your two. Um, we may not be able to be in your home to lay hands upon you right now, but um, my goodness, we're, we're believing God. We pray every single day for you. We hope you do the same for us. And together, we become dynamite. We become dunamis power, and we unite together in faith believing and trusting god that his will will be done in our lives honey pray with the people before we leave today
1: father i just pray for every single person that is watching that's listening right now father god and they've lost their faith they've lost that excitement to believe you for who you truly are god Mm. you are a good good father And, Lord, I just pray and I come in agreement with those that are watching, Father God. Mm -hmm. They're believing for their loved ones. They're believing for their children. They're believing for health. They're believing for financial um, stability. Mm -hmm. They're believing you, Father God, for just peace in their neighborhood, peace in their home, whatever it is, Father God. And I mingle my faith along with their faith, Father God, that be, you are a faithful God. Yes. You are a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And Lord, I just want to just encourage those that are listening right now, Father God, to just get their faith, Father God, to a new level, yes, that Kate. they'll stretch, Father God, that faith muscle to believe you for even greater, because that's who you are. You are a great God, and Lord, you are concerned with our needs and our wants and our desires. You are concerned with the tears that we cry and the things that we voice out to you, and the frustration of prayer that we've talked to you about, Father God. You are concerned about all of those things, and Father, I just thank you right now that Father God, all we need is that mustard seed faith to get started with. That's all it takes. And Father, we're going to believe you for greater, for bigger. We're going to believe you that who you are, who you said you are, Father God, who you are capable of being in our lives, Father God, you will do and you will perform, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father, that our miracle and our breakthrough is closer than we could ever even think. And we thank you ahead of time. We praise you just Lord. like we did every time we pass that stoplight. We just say praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're faithful. God, we just yes. adore you. We Lord, you. Lord, we love you. Lord. Father, you are faithful. And we just, we just open our arms and our hearts, Father God, to just wanting to just tell you how much, Father God, as thank your you, children, Jesus. that we adore you. In Jesus', Jesus name. name. Amen.
0: Powerful, powerful word, powerful uh, prayer. Uh, We trust that this is a blessing to you. If you really enjoyed it, what you should do is like and share this. Like it, let us know, and then share it by letting somebody else know uh, that this has been meaningful to you. You never know who you're touching out there, and I always say when it comes to the Word, if you have opportunity to share it, share it. That's right. Share it. This is a great opportunity for you, especially if this is your church. Uh, What an awesome thing. Uh,
1: Because you don't know if by you sharing... Who is going to get this? And they might be at the brink of death. They might be at the brink of giving up. They might be in that brink of just, you know, about to lose everything. And this word might be the thing that just sparks something on the inside of them.
0: Amen, and amen. Well, until next time, we'll see you then. God bless you.